Iguodala, and here it comes. He got it! The Warriors have won on a game-winning shot by Andre Iguodala! Live in the entertainment capital of the world. A Smith screen. Posey will defend. Your daily prescription from the doctor. And Saul says, hey, pass a big ticket. T.C. Martin. And here comes the Birdman. Flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. When you're all dynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things. With that sweet mohawk. The doctor is now in. Unos, dos, tres. Olé. Olé. Yeah, here we go a wild Wednesday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Glad to have you with us. Today, we got UNLV Day today. At least the first hour we do. The new head coach of the UNLV football program, Barry Odom, is going to join us. And that'll be good. All right. Get a chance to meet and greet and talk to uh, Barry Odom. It's uh, been just under a week that he uh, got the UNLV head coaching job by way of Arkansas, by way of Missouri. So we will talk uh, with him. And also, it's UNLV basketball. Kevin Kruger will join us. We talk about those 10-0 running Rebels. We got that going on. Trevor Maddich will join us next hour. Trev will preview the Las Vegas Bowl with us, plus early college football bowl games. We'll talk some Raiders, NFL, and a whole lot more for you. On this wild Wednesday edition of the T.C. Martin Show, Numchuck on the other side of the glass. I'm glad you're keeping things rather clean in here. That's that's nice. You can actually see through the glass this time. Very nice. I try that sometimes. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Hygiene is important. Yes. Don't, you, don't you forget that. Right? Uh, you're still maybe lacking a little bit on that, but it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Let's get a crack in here. Let's talk. A little UNLV running Rebel basketball. We had talked about the game on Saturday at the MGM Grand, part of the doubleheader, the uh, Clash uh, Basketball Classic, where UNLV remained undefeated with their victory over Washington State, 74-70. Join us now, the head coach, Kevin Kruger. What's up, Kev? How you doing? Doing well. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. We're good. You know, our hygiene is good. How's yours? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I know your wife would say, okay, it's good. I think it's good, right? There you go. You know, why, yeah, why, so. why we went there, we had no idea. I think I went there just because, uh, sometimes you get, you get smells in, in studios. You know, that you probably, just like locker rooms, you know, you get that. You got, you got to make sure players, uh, you know, radio staff personnel, they, they have good hygiene. Ultimately important for us to do our job. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, 7470 on Saturday against Washington State. Very impressive. Uh, give me your thoughts uh, on the victory over the Pac-12 Cougars. Yeah, I thought it was just a, a good fight by the guys. Uh, you know, we uh, got off to a slow start, but um, came back, went on an 18-0 run. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, early in the first half and kind of built a cushion. And then, of course, they went on another run. And then, you know, we, we finished the half on a run, which is uh, kind of what ultimately ended uh, or not ended it, but uh, what ultimately kind of became the difference. Um, so uh, just proud of the guys for the fight, which is uh, it's been consistent um, throughout the year so far, and and I'm just uh, looking forward to continuing to get better because the guys just keep getting better. You know the 18 and 0 run, very impressive. No matter who the opponent is, uh, let alone doing it against a, a Pac-12 school that uh, has some pretty good tradition in in Washington State. I know Kyle Smith uh, a little bit. I got a chance to know him, you know, for his time when he was over at, at USF. So I, I know that I talked to Kyle after the game on Saturday, and he was ultimately uh, impressed not only with the job that you're doing, but uh, just the talent that is there with UNLV. And like you said, he goes, he was very open about just saying that, hey, man, they kicked our butts, you know, plain simple, you know, give Kevin all the credit, give uh, uh, his team all the credit in the world. And uh, I'm not saying that was, I don't think it was a wake up call for them, but I just think that, you know, 
the, these opponents that you're beating, Kevin, like Minnesota, the Big Ten, and you know the other programs like Dayton, and Southern Illinois, who are, are traditional, you know, powers in their respective conferences, and now you get you know Washington State, and we know Washington State is is probably a mid level Pac-12 team, but I mean they've got some talent, they got some athletes, and uh, you know it just it says a lot that you know that other coaches and other programs are really starting to recognize UNLV and say, hey man, you know these guys got a squad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 a great, you know, anytime you can get a compliment from a guy like uh, Coach Smith, and you know, the, that's you know very very well respected in the college basketball world, and and a great coach, you know, in in my eyes, certainly in a lot of people's eyes, it, it does. It, it gives you a second to kind of pat the guys on the back and let them know that you know what they're doing is is being respected, and and, and kind of people are are taking a little bit of notice and uh, seeing the the work they're putting in. You talk about the 18-0 run. That was impressive. But for, for me, I looked at the, the 18 turnovers that you guys forced. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, why do you feel that you're able to, uh, you know, not just Washington State, but just in general, why are you able to disrupt these opponents so much? I think the guys are just, they're just consistent. Uh, you know, they just consistently uh, continue to pressure teams. And uh, they, they stay after the ball. They uh, you know they they make it hard on 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 teams to get a rhythm going, and uh, you know uh, it's no secret in college basketball, especially that if you can disrupt rhythm and, and sets, uh, that uh, you, you got a better chance. And I think uh, in the last two games, especially with Hawaii and Washington State, the guys have just done a really good job of kind of disrupting the rhythm of what they're trying to do because they're both both two programs that uh, run run good actions and and that can be really tough to guard if you if you let them do it. You, know, you and I have talked about this before. We know that defense is a mindset, and you have to have that desire. You have to have the passion uh, to work hard on that end of the court. And, and seeing now that this has become a trend for your team, that you've really gotten players to buy into it. And that is something that really needs to be drilled in to players really from the beginning. And I remember, you know, when I was coaching high school basketball, it was the exact same thing where it's like, I want to make sure that these guys understand, you know, defense is, is ultimately the most important thing. And, and I used to just spend, you know, just the first couple of weeks of practice. I mean, sometimes, you know, the first week of practice, not even without a basketball, just, you know, drilling the defensive stance drill and then, you know, shell drills and all this other kind of stuff. And it seems like that you're in that same direction here that you're getting these guys to buy into it. And what has it been like for you? What is your method to getting these guys to consistently, you know, be so conscious on the defensive end of the court and buying into this, which I think is the most important thing. Yeah, I think they're just, uh, you know, they saw early on the trip to Canada was good because we were able to to tweak things and adjust and, and see results. And, uh, you know, in the closed-door scrimmages, uh, they had two really good defensive showings. And then, uh, of course, uh, to start the year, you know, we didn't shoot the ball great, but we did a really good job guarding and uh, and made uh, made it difficult. For the opponents, and uh, so I think they were able to just see see early results and uh, see kind of a uh, you know just a that one when we do all do it and when we do work on it what we're and what we're working on uh, can be done at a, at a really high level. How much of that goes back to you? You know, as a player, I mean, playing for your dad or even before that. I mean, how much was defense just drilled into you as a player? Um, well, the team defense, of course, growing up, I think, as a you know, son of a college coach, is yeah. uh, I think you just it's just all day, and and anytime you can have a good team defense, um, you, you're going to give your chance to sell, uh, you're going to give yourselves a chance to win a lot of games, and you know, growing up, that was always uh, his thing. I remember you know people talking about that for as long as I can remember, just how good uh, team def- defense uh, or defensive teams he had, um, just kind of everywhere we lived, and. Uh, but I think it's it's also just one of those things that when you have new guys and you have transfers, uh, you can control the defensive side a little bit more and and uh, and gel a little bit quicker there, and then the offense hopefully will come around. 
You know, speaking of that, Kevin, how how much have you taken from your dad or what you learned from from playing for him and, and being around him and watching him just as far as as system goes, again, you know, practice things and defensive principles, even terminology and stuff like that? Or have you kind of just, you know, have you, have you la- leaned on that or have you kind of just kind of gone your own way? No, I lean on it a lot. I think, uh, you know, we've got the, the same terminology that he used um, just because of, you know, when I was a player, that's how I remember things, you know, certain cuts being called a certain name uh, because there's a lot of different names for everything and where you, where you learn, uh, kind of learn your basketball growing up, I think is where a lot of coaches uh, use that terminology. So, you know, having that opportunity to play for him and, and, uh, then of course work with him at Oklahoma, uh, I was able to, uh, we try to, there's just a comfort level there, I think on the terminology, but, uh, the terminology makes sense to me. I think it makes sense to a lot of people, um, just because, uh, every action, uh, or every play kind of has a, a sequence to it and, uh, you can, you can kind of go along with it and you can understand the reasoning for it. And that way, even if you've, uh, if you kind of draw a blank during a game, as long as you understand the terminology, you can, you can usually figure it out in time. Kevin Kruger joins us. UNLV 10 and O coming off the victory Saturday night against, uh, Washington State 74 70. And that game was played at the, uh, MGM Grand. Kevin, I don't know if you hung around and you got a chance to see, uh, Arizona and Indiana. Quite a ball game. And, uh, Arizona came out of that gate, man, just, uh, uh, a firing. But, I mean, how about the crowds that both these schools brought, especially Indiana? I, I got to imagine of the 13,000 that were there for that game, it was about, it was a lot of red, obviously, because you guys in Washington State, but everyone's wearing red, Arizona and Indiana. But talk about those Hoosier fans coming to vegas and uh you know spending some money in our town oh yeah well i mean anytime you got a blue blood like <laughs> indiana i think uh you know they're they're gonna show up and they're gonna be loud and uh you know we we stuck around for a little bit and uh my wife and i did and then yeah and there, there was an electricity and an atmosphere that was uh that was special for college basketball and uh and uh and that's what we want to get to so uh you know there's no secret about that and but there's no secret that it also it takes time and it, and and it's got we got to build our fan base back and and uh, but I thought uh, that dollar loan especially it was an unbelievable atmosphere. I'm hoping we can find ways to do it a lot uh, going forward, especially during the rodeo. You're right. That was a, a great atmosphere there. About six thousand fans there at the uh, Dollar Loan Center there in Henderson. Nice venue uh, to play. And again, it it, uh, it seemed like a true true home game uh, that uh, you know we expected. And that was a great performance by you guys that night against Hawaii. And, and the crowd showed up in Henderson as well. You know, going back to the Washington State game, you guys took great care of the basketball. Only committed seven turnovers. Out rebounded Washington State too. A, a team that that has some pretty decent height. Yeah. Yeah, boarded them thirty to nineteen. Talk about those two elements. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was uh, you know one of those things we talked about with the guys a lot, but uh, you know that it was going to be a, a focal point going into the game. Uh, they're they're a big team that uh, you know does a really good job on the glass. Uh, you know they 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 didn't get as many offensive rebounds maybe as most nights because they made so many shots, but uh, the, the the guys knew it, and then kind of the way the guys have been so far. You know they've. They've recognized they've kind of gotten to a flow of the game, and uh, you know when when it comes kind of crunch time, the guys have just done a really good job of, of of figuring things out and kind of figuring out what they need to do and and going from there. Ten and zero right now, and uh, uh, obviously you hear the rhetoric and you can read it, and of course you know when you're ten and zero. People start talking about, uh, the rebels from, you know, 1990, 91. It was like, Hey, 30, you know, it's been 31 years that, uh, UNLV won their, you know, has been 10 and 0 up at this point in time. And I love what you said at the, at the post game press conference on Saturday, you know, when somebody asked you about that and you're going, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let, let's squash all that. Let's, let's uh, forget about the comparisons to that. Uh, no need for all that stuff. But, you know, as you know, the more wins that you get, the more attention that you're going to come, especially when you talk about consecutive victories. Uh, how do you handle that? And what is the message to the guys about that? Uh, there really hasn't been, you know, it's an older group. So, uh, you know, I think the guys understand for, just from past experience that, you know, that even though getting off to a good start was, was we felt was vital toward to the season and our season goals uh, of winning games. But, 
at the same time, nothing's truly been accomplished yet. Um, other than, you know, just doing what we wanted to do and, and getting off to a good start. So, uh, in terms of, yeah, in terms of bringing it up, discussing it with the guys, they're really, we, we're just really not at that point. Um, I think if it, if it continues and, and goes down the, the, the line a little bit more and we start uh, creeping into other, you know, discussions of history, I think, uh, maybe, maybe we'll find a time to bring it up where we feel it's needed. But until then, this has been just a really good group of, uh, kind of having that one down, one to go mentality and, and as long as we keep that mentality, I think we can we can win a lot of games. What is the feeling around the team uh, regarding you know where you're at right now? You're ten and zero. Is it is it is it a loose group? Uh, again, everyone knows that you're ten and zero. You haven't tasted any defeat yet. And let's be honest. I mean, maybe a lot of the people, uh, a lot of the players, you know, we're not expecting that. Who knows? But at this point in time, you know, when you're ten and zero. Uh, it seems to, you know, on the outside looking in that the demeanor is the same as if you're one and or two and oh right now. It is. It's a loose group. I think, uh, it's a group that, you know, has fun around each other. They have fun when they're up here at Mindenhall. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think they've, they've thought much to it. I really hope they haven't because, um, like, like I said, there's really just nothing to, to, uh, kind of stop and, and discuss just at this point quite yet all right usf comes in here on saturday you guys played them last year down in san francisco uh bouye is gone who was their leading scorer and they're struggling a little bit right now even though they got off that really hot start uh they are a little bit different team than they had last year they really don't have that reliable scorer they kind of get it done by committee how do you view them and i know you've been watching some tape uh during this past week uh, getting ready for them on saturday but when you look at usf uh right now and then go back to that game when you played them last year what are your thoughts yeah, I think, you know, last year I thought uh, they just, they did a really good job. They kind of took the fight to us and, uh, we were just a little stagnant and, and kind of still finding ourselves a little bit. And, and they didn't give us an opportunity to go in there and get a road win. Uh, they, they, from the jump, uh, I think they kind of felt, uh, that they were, they were in control, which they were. And, uh, but, uh, but, uh, you know, they, they just did a really good job in that game out there. And, uh, but going into this year, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's something that we've just got to continue to guard to defend. Um, they, they've got some new pieces, some new guys they're leaning on. Um, but at the same time, we've got to understand that this is a team that went to the NCAA tournament. They got returners, they got transfers, um, and they got guys that expect to win games. And, uh, we know it'll be, uh, a, a good, another good test from another good team, um, with, uh, that's kind of full of winners and, uh, so we know it's going to be 40 minutes. It's not going to be anything we can think that if we just go punch them in the mouth early, it'll be over. Uh, but again, with having an older group, uh, you know, that's not really a message that we think we have to send uh, all that often. They they understand how college basketball works and how uh, highly competitive people work, and and that's a large reason that they're <laughs> that they're here. So U.S. have actually played here over at Mandalay Bay, the Michael Walter Arena, on Monday night against uh, New Mexico. Uh, they didn't stay in town. They, they went back, and they're going to come back here. But uh, did you get a chance to get a scout on them, and did, did you watch them Monday night against New Mexico? Uh, I watched the film of it. Uh, we're not allowed to live scout, so uh, mm. I couldn't go over there and watch them in person. But uh, I did watch the film of it, and, uh, yeah, they they controlled most of the game. Um, had a lead for for a lot of it. New Mexico made some plays at the end, but uh, you know I think the guys understand what they're getting into. It's a big team. It's an unselfish team, but uh, it's got guys that can make plays and uh, and do it. And guys understand it's going to be this is going to be a tough game for us. And we know a couple weeks away, the Mountain West Conference season will start for you. Uh, and talk a little bit about New Mexico. Have you got a chance to to look at some of the other Mountain West Conference teams at this point? Yeah, we, uh, we've watched a few of them. You know, uh, we, we like as a staff, if we've got a minute, we'll, we'll throw on a game, uh, you know, maybe from the night before. Uh, so we've, and then of course, when we played San Diego, we had, uh, you know, the common opponent of Utah State. So we watched how Utah State played them. So we were able to see them there. And, uh, of course, San Diego State and the Maui, you know, got, got a chance to watch them on TV there. So we've actually, actually probably seen more of them more of other schools in the Mountain West than maybe in years past, uh, just because of the way the schedule's lined up. And uh, uh, Conference is doing an unbelievable job. Uh, it's, it's competitive as always, but I think uh, 
because of last year's finish, sending four teams to the tournament, I think uh, it's getting a lot of uh, well-earned and well-deserved uh, attention. You know, speaking of uh, New Mexico and Utah State, I mean, those two teams have really gotten off to to great starts, and uh, there's been no drop off, uh, you know, whatsoever with, with Utah State. And maybe New Mexico is is improved a little bit, but it kind of just goes to show you that you know there could be some serious balance in the Mountain West Conference uh, this year. But uh, yeah, you mentioned those two teams; uh, they both look very, very impressive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm getting a little a uh, little pressure from from my buddy, you know, Big Bill Cartwright here. Now he's coming to town and he's putting some pressure on me about wearing green and gold to the game on Saturday. I, you know, I, I don't know, Kev. I'm getting you got to help me out here. You know, I got, I got scarlet and gray all the way, but it's it's hard it's hard to say no, uh, you know, to to the seven footer. You know, the five time NBA champ here. He's in one ear. I got my my, my rebel family in the other ear. It's gonna you're putting me in a tough spot here. I gotta sit at half court. What do I gotta do here? Well, if you wanna, if you're gonna wear green and gold, I think you're gonna have to take that up with Andy Grossman about uh, <laughs> your, your press credentials might get uh, get a little interesting. Oh, exactly. That's why it's not happening. That's why it's not happening. But I just had to get your response to that. You know, there you go. <laughs> No, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a a great game as well, too. Uh, as well, hey, we're going to have Barry Odom on here uh, very soon. Uh, have you got a chance to spend any any time with the new head football coach yet? Yeah, uh, just through text. We've texted back and forth, uh, but uh, I haven't had a chance to meet him in person yet. Um, from what I've seen and, and heard, he's doing a great job uh, early on here, and uh, I'm excited for him. All right. Uh, what kind of game are you expecting on on Saturday? Uh, I think it's going to be a game where we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to force the pace, uh, force the kind of the tempo and the speed, and uh, you know, uh, we did a good job of that. I thought with Hawaii and with uh, Washington State, two teams that don't turn it over. Um, I thought we did a good job of making them turn it over and and kind of forcing them to be uncomfortable. And I think that's uh, that's going to be the game plan again, and probably going to be the game plan for most of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's kind of something we've. You know, even at the beginning of the year as coaches, you know, you kind of wonder if, if, if we're going to be able to truly do it all year, um, if it's going to be specific to opponents or, or styles of play. But uh, I think we've learned that the, with the, how hard the guys play, um, it's going to have to be our MO. It's going to be how we have to play and how we uh, we got to create turnovers and, and get extra good looks at the basket. All right. Don't worry, Kevin. Uh, there'll be no green and gold on me Saturday. Don't worry about it. All right. We're all good. <laughs> Hey, good luck, man. Good. We're look, looking forward to it, man. Uh, again, the victories have been fantastic. You've beaten some quality opposition, and hopefully it continues uh, on, on Saturday, my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. There he is. Kevin Kroger, the head coach of UNLV. They are 10-0. and And again, a very uh, impressive victory against Washington State last Saturday where they defeated the Cougs uh, 74-70. So UNLV playing some good basketball, and again begs the question, you know, what's what's the crowd going to be like Saturday? Okay, you got a Saturday afternoon game. We understand it's a Las Vegas Bowl as well too. We've had some scheduling snafus with that, and we talked about that with Executive Director John Sassente yesterday, where that game was originally supposed to be at five o'clock at night, and it got moved up to eleven thirty. Because the Raiders and the NFL triggered that move because the Raiders and the Patriots game for Sunday night. It was supposed to be Sunday night, part of Sunday night football and NBC, but it got flexed out because both teams are not playing that well. So they moved the Raiders game up to 105 on Sunday. And then they went to the Las Vegas Bowl and said, Hey, we're, 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 we're going to need you guys to, to, to move up the, the, the time here because we have to get this uh, game ready. Get the field ready because remember they're two different turfs, and it's just not a simple thing where you clear the building out after the game on Saturday and get it ready for Sunday. No, they dress up the Las Vegas Bowl, but more importantly, it's all about the turf in uh, in two different fields that uh, they have to, you know, install, then take out, reinstall, all of that stuff. So uh, it is really unfortunate because it would be it'd be great if. The UNLV game and the Las Vegas Bowl were not so compacted, and people are going to have to make a choice of which one they go to here. Now, you know me; I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to both. I'm gonna try, but man, it's 
It's going to be tight. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Ha- I'm not happy with the schedulers, you know, for this thing. And we know Johnson Cindy's not happy as well either. At least it's not like across town. It's just a couple blocks. It's not far, but you still. It's not. I'm not deal with parking and, and traffic. You still got to deal with that, even though it's a couple miles apart. But you're, you're right. You know. Can I give you a secret? Yeah. Go down and go to DI. I, I know it's way out of the way. Uh-huh. Go around. Go to DI. Uh-huh. Go under the strip. You won't have to deal with any any of the strip strip traffic. That that's a good time. You know what I thought you were gonna say? What? Well, don't worry, T. I'll give you a ride. I'll make I'll make sure. I'll, I'll pick you up. I'll I'll take you there. You know yeah, all that because I, I drive. You know this. <laughs> well, I know, but you got a personal chauffeur. I do. Yeah, yeah, and she's fantastic too. She is. I mean, man. I mean, can imagine that. You know, she's and she's a good driver too. Do you think I can I rent her for the day? <laughs> She's listening right now, isn't she? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's not what you're gonna do. I'm gonna, I thought you're gonna, you know, set me up and no, you know, say, "Hey, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna make your transportation real easy for you." I'm, I'm gonna, just saying, go yeah. all around. I know. I mean, go to I Desert Inn. Go, go under the strip. I still gotta park and I gotta walk. I gotta do all that stuff. You know. I know. Poor me, right? That's poor you. Yeah. It's it's time, man. It's time. You know. I know. I want to be able to want to be able to see it all. You I know. know? But. Uh, yeah, so Las Vegas Bowl, Saturday, 11.30. We'll be talking a lot about that. Trevor Maddich will join us next hour. We'll get his thoughts. We're going to handicap this game and, of course, uh, do a lot of handicapping in the next couple of days. And, of course, Friday, you know where we're at. We're at the Westgate of Las Vegas uh, at the world-famous Superbook. We look forward to that as well. And speaking of the big seven-footer, yep, he'll be joining us on Friday, coming to town, Thanks. wearing his green and gold. Thanks. Thanks for what? The one day that I can go, like, I can't go and see him. He's here. Well, you probably could not see if you maybe organize yourself and, you know, maybe you, you know, get your, uh, you know, your trainee or something, you know, to take over your duties here. Maybe you can do it. There you go. You want to do it? Yeah. Oh, he's you, talk, you, you he's talking to your new intern. Yeah, there you go. There you, you, don't, go. you don't want to? Okay. Num- I get you. Numbchuck, the, the teacher, as you're talking to your monster drinker, is that Dr. Pepper? I don't know what you're talking about. There it is. The guy has 14 monsters and 16 doc- Dr. Peppers a day. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you do it. All right. We come back. We're going to talk to UNLV's head football coach. We go from the head basketball coach to the head football coach. We talk to Barry Odom, and we talk about uh, Coach Odom taking over a UNLV program, and he's excited and just uh, fresh into his brand new job. We'll get his thoughts, that, and a whole lot more coming your way here on this Wild Wednesday. Now, back to more of Las Vegas's favorite sports madman, the Dr. T.C. Martin. All right, so we go from the UNLV head basketball coach to the UNLV head football coach. And uh, join us for the very first time, just named head coach, oh my goodness, less than a week ago, is uh, Barry Odom by way of Arkansas, by way of Missouri, and he is now here in Las Vegas and the new head coach of the UNLV football team. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I, I, I sure appreciate uh, the time and uh, this the, the opportunity to visit with you guys. Thrilled to, to be here and um, it doesn't feel like it's been a week that, uh, I was announced, but it has been, we've been, uh, running and, and trying to make as many things happen as we can in short order and sure excited about the opportunities that we have here. Well, welcome to Las Vegas, first and foremost. And, uh, as you'll get to know, uh, again, big UNLV, uh, proponents, uh, even myself, a, a proud parent of a former UNLV, uh, student as well, too. So, uh, we bleed the scarlet and gray here and, uh, you know, we love having the coaches on. So, uh, we look forward to a great relationship with you, Barry, uh, you know, moving forward here and giving you all the support that you need. Man, that's awesome, and uh, I know I know what it's like when you're invested in a city and a, and a university, and and uh, much credit to you for that, and and I look forward to building this relationship. All right, well, we're glad to have you here, and so what are your early thoughts here? I know it's only been a week, but uh, your new home. Yeah, it is so thrilled to be here, and my family was was here with me in the first couple of days, and then they went back. 
uh, to get back with the kids in school. And uh, so I've had a chance to meet with, with every player on our roster uh, individually after the team meeting that that's been uh, the majority of the time. And then, uh, you know, meet with all the people in the organization on how important that is on, on the, I've been really fortunate over my years. I've been around really good people. I've been, I've been lucky with that. And then in the afternoons, as much as I can, trying to start the, the relationship building with, with the high schools in the area. And uh, that's what I'm actually doing right now. So uh, really excited about that and getting to know these guys and uh, the different programs throughout the city on, on what that looks like and the importance of building those relationships and getting in to make sure they understand that anything that a, a, a kid wants to achieve and uh, being a college student athlete, we're going to have the opportunity to do that at, at UNLV. So, um, so excited about the opportunity. And I think that, that we've got uh, a tremendous uh, chance here with, with the staff that we're going to put together and, and the things that we're going to get started in January once our kids get back on campus. And they're so excited about having a chance to start building this the right way. Take us through the process of how you first heard about the opening and how aggressive you were in wanting to be considered for this job. Well, I think, you know, in, in the world that, that we live in now, there, there's, you know, the once I learned the job was open, uh, probably just about like everybody else did uh, when it came open. Um, I knew that there were a, a couple of jobs across the country that, that I would be interested in if they came open. And when I saw this one was, uh, it immediately grabbed my attention. Uh, and I, and I wanted to be hopefully in a position that I have an opportunity to visit with administration because I, I believe geographically where it's located. I believe in the opportunity that, uh, what this city is, is built on. And I also think with the facilities and, and all the, the, the support that has been poured into our athletic department and football program, that uh, it's it's one that was a fit for me, uh, so I pursued it and pursued it hard, and it was something that uh, I was very direct about and wanted an opportunity to have a, bit, uh, a conversation um, with with Mr. Harper and and uh, then see how it went from there. You know, Barry, that that is fantastic that you would really want this job because, as we know, this has been a struggling program for quite some time. You come from the Power Five Conference as a head coach at Missouri for those four seasons, and then at Arkansas, you know, the last three as a defensive coordinator. And we know that a lot of experienced and established coaches didn't want this job. What made it so attractive for you, especially to leave uh, a perennial SEC power? Yeah, there's a number of factors. Number one, it takes alignment with uh, administration on campus through the administration in our athletic department, and, and that is uh, a, a perfect case scenario here for me with with the way that the vision is aligned. So, number one, that was uh, at the top of the list for me on, on making sure uh, those things were in place, and it is. You, it, the... the Alumni of, of UNLV should should feel, and that supporters should feel very very fortunate and, and to understand how strong presidential alignment and, and athletic director that is. Um, so that was was step number one on making sure that was uh, where it is, and um, then also just the opportunity that's here, the the football facility, uh, you know, the the ability to to sell to, to student athlete prospective student athletes. Uh, the things that we can get accomplished and are, and are going to accomplish here, uh, those things were, were, they're already set in place. And then you look at having the ability to come in and leave a legacy and leave your mark on this program. Those are the things that, that I was really excited about and even more excited now after a week, uh, of being here. And, uh, I think, uh, the, the opportunity to, to get this thing started, uh, with, with our current student athletes and roster. I was so excited about having a chance to meet with them as a team that afternoon. And then um, the more and more that we've got in depth with our conversations over here uh, in the last week with them individually, um, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to be the head coach here. Mm-hmm. Barry Ohm joins us, the new UNLV head football coach. You know, Barry, you and I have something in common. We probably have several things in common, but the one thing I know we have in common is we both like to go places that we're, we're not supposed to go. 
You know, we both kind of have that curiosity. And I, and obviously I'm referring to the story that you told at the press conference, which I loved, by the way. And if you want to just recant that real quick for our listeners who may not be familiar with that, about your first time really on this campus. I was here uh, last spring recruiting, um, you know, visiting a number of high schools, and we were in on uh, on some kids here recruiting in the city, and I had enough time between my last school visit and when my flight was supposed to leave that I had heard that uh, there was a new football complex uh, on campus here, and I wanted I wanted to see it. So I drove by, and curiosity uh, struck me a little bit deeper, so I pulled into the parking lot, and then um, there was something in me that said, hey, let's get out and try to walk in and see what you can see, because I've, I've always believe that you can take and use ideas from every experience that you've been through and um and then you go apply them at you know your your next stop and that was that was the situation here i wanted to see the building and i wanted to see uh on the things that i'd heard about it if it really if it matched up and so i got in the front door and uh made it a little ways around uh, the complex before I was noticed, which was fine. They they were friendly, and uh, but it, but I did. I got a vision for what the facility was with my own eyes, and then you know, in my mind, when I learned that it the job came open, then I could already put myself in that situation, and I knew uh, what it looked like, and I knew what we could get done here. Mm-hmm. You know uh, this time of year we know when coaches when they have coaches openings and everything things can move very very quickly in this business uh give us the timetable uh how this all went down for you and what your meetings were like with eric harper uh and president whitfield and and kind of kind of quickly kind of take us through that process for you and the quick turnaround from fayetteville to, to las vegas yeah i think you look at you know the timeline and the and the time frame eric and i uh, spoke early on, um, once the job came open and judging if there was interest, um, and, and I reached out to him, he reached out to me and, and, and we communicated often early on in the process to see what that looked like. And then with him and his administrative team, then, then we, you know, continued the, the conversation. And as, as it went on, you realize it was getting a little more serious. And, uh, so, you know, then, uh, we were able to, the, the job offer came and, um, accepted. And, and, uh, then from that point, uh, from late one night to the next morning, uh, when they, when they picked us up to come out and do the press conference, it, it happened, you know, like, like you said, like most of these searches go fast and furious. And, um, so got in town, I guess around one thirty, uh, and then had a team meeting at two thirty that afternoon. Um, and then from there, I don't really remember what day it is today, but I know we've been working uh, with great urgency to try to uh, get our feet on the ground and, and move it forward. You mentioned you met with the team right away. What was your message to them, and what was their feedback? Well, I wanted, number one, a great respect for, for what the previous staff uh, had set in place because every kid uh, on the roster was was there if they weren't in a class academically, they were there and they were on time and they were very attentive. And that doesn't happen just because you want it to happen. So uh, credit to Marcus and his staff for, for uh, the foundation of what they had built in, in that area. Um, I wanted them to be able to put a face with the name um, and then also wanted to give them a couple of things in the direction that we were going to move on our, our vision, our hope, and our belief and then also just start the process of building a relationship. And I think that's so important uh, in, in today's society that, number one, you, you communicate and you're very direct in, on what your vision of what the program is going to be and how we're going to get there and how important that core group is uh, to the foundation and the foundational approach of building this program. Everybody that was in the room, I told them I, I wanted them part of the team. I want because they are important. Uh, they've got a huge role in in us winning championships, and then um, we went from there and set up individual meetings, and they've been ongoing every day, uh, starting at seven o'clock in the morning. This added fifteen minutes for every player, and a lot of it 
uh, was just me learning and listening, uh, but then also giving a little bit of my message on how we're going to go get this done together. Did you have any conversations with Marcus Arroyo at all about the what he left behind in, in these players, or is that something that you just, you know, you, you, you kind of don't do as a as a coach? No, I think I, I, I've known Marcus for a long time, and I haven't to- talked to him uh, directly since I've been on the job, but, but I will reach out uh, in time. Uh, I do respect him. Uh, not only as 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 a person, but as as a coach, and I think he's uh, done a terrific job. And I look forward to um, continuing our relationship. And it's it's always awkward, you know. And it was for me when I got fired at Missouri, and you know. But the coaching fraternity is small, and uh, I've got a lot of respect for him. And and I look forward to visiting with him at some point, uh, hopefully sooner than later. So Barry, what do you think uh, when you look at this roster and you've met with a lot of, a lot of these players, you know, one on one now, but even b- before you took the job, I'm sure you looked at the roster. I don't know if you knew many of these kids or not, uh, but what, what, what are your thoughts about the roster that's currently in place, especially the skill position players? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about them because, uh, for a number of reasons. I'm excited because of their intent, their, their, direction on uh what they were talking about in our meetings they're hungry uh they want to be successful um they understand that it that it's going to take work it's going to be hard uh but they also uh to a person and to a student athlete uh they've done a terrific job in the classroom academically they're doing a great job finishing up strong and they're they're excited to get back to work and uh you know they they know that it's going to be a process but it's an immediate uh, plan on having success now. It's not a rebuild. Uh, we want to go in and we want to win now and we understand that it's not going to be easy to get that done. Uh, but it's a group that, that, uh, was very, very intent on, um, uh, their communication on, on wanting to do it and, and be a part of it. We know that hiring a staff has got to be your first order of business. Uh, how are you going about that? Yeah, I think that's so important that you, you get a staff full of guys that, uh, number one, want to be here. They also have the vision of what, uh, our program is going to be and how we're going to get there. And then you, you start piecing it together. And I think for our student athletes, it's important to be able to see people and who that's going to be in place. So we're working to get that done. And, uh, I, I think that, you know, over, over time, I hate to put a time on it because, um, there's, there's guys that are still, you know, employed with, with other institutions. They're finishing up bowl games. There's guys that I want to talk to that are in, in that, uh, regard, but I've got to be respectful of that. And, and, you know, I know how that is with your coach in a bowl, but yet you're, you're wanting to be able to visit with somebody about, you know, maybe future employment. So I'm respectful of that with, with their current place. And, uh, but we'll put together a staff that, uh, will be one that will be a great teachers, great mentors, great leaders for our student-athletes. They'll be tremendous representatives of our university and our athletic department, and they want to be in the city uh, of Las Vegas and want, to, want guys that want to be here and want to give to the city and be involved in every way that we can uh, to make this program what it needs to be. You know, you've been around this game a long time, and I know that you've, uh, especially there in the SEC, you know a lot of quality coaches, either that you worked with or faced. Uh, how important is that for you to assemble your uh, your staff with guys that you're already familiar with or maybe guys that you've worked with? Is that a priority for you? Well, I think there's it's got to be the right fit, number one. And then you go from fit to is there any background of crossover, either working together or, or competing against each other, that, that could be a bonus just because you're familiar with, with what they've done, uh, their body of work. So uh, not not a necessity, but, but obviously that would be a bonus for me. And we know defense has been your specialty, uh, and w- which is much needed here, you know, at UNLV. What what is your offensive and defensive approach and overall philosophy? What would you want to tell fans? Well, I think number one, you you uh, as a coach, you better be a great teacher, and you've got to understand what the skill set of your current roster is uh, and adjust to that. So, you know, if I if I sit here and said, well, we're going to be a a four down Tampa two team. And that's what we're going to live in. Well, I don't know if our personnel fits that. So it's, uh, you've got to adjust to the personnel you have. You've got to be a great teacher. Um, and, and then you recruit to really how you want to build, uh, the foundation of the program and what you want to be schematically. I think you look at the, 
first couple of years I was the head coach at Missouri, uh, we were ninth in the country in total offense, eighth in the country in total offense, and I think 13th in three consecutive years. We were able to spread the ball around to get the playmakers the ball in space. We established the run game. Our quarterback played at a high level. And anytime that you've got those components that you can control the line of scrimmage and run the ball, you've got a quarterback that, that is efficient with the football but also a playmaker. Um, and then you've got playmakers that you can get the ball out in space and let them you know, use their natural skills, then, then you're going to put together a really good offense, and that'll be the case here. We'll, I want to extend the field vertically. I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to find ways to get our playmakers the ball out in space. We've got to be able to run the football, and uh, so those things will be built in, in our approach offensively. And then defensively, uh, again, adjusting to your personnel, but we've got to be aggressive. We've got to be attacking. Uh, I want for us to have the mindset of it being a race to the ball and, and the effort and the enthusiasm and the energy play we play with will uh, be a, a direct uh, reflection of what our, our program values are. What are realistic expectations for this program in a time frame to get where you want to be? Yeah, I think, you know, I want to make progress every single day, and I know that's not what you want to hear, but, but I do believe that if you do that, then once the season gets here, uh, we'll be in a position that, that every single week uh, we've got an opportunity to win games. And if you do that, then at the end of the year, you're competing for a championship, and that's what we all want. And I think the, the mindset and the urgency of, of taking that approach on and really not accepting anything other than that, the standard of what that looks like, that will be our, our charge as a coaching staff to get that done uh, every day. Barry Odom joins us, the new head football coach at UNLV. Been on the job less than a week, already uh, doing due diligence, meeting with players, uh, getting ready to hire a staff, getting familiar with Las Vegas, and like you heard him say, getting to know a lot of these uh, high school coaches and the programs here. Uh, Barry, kind of wrapping things up here, we know that you know the the fan base. Um, has been, you know, there's a lot of apathy, you know, because in, I know you understand that and you know what you're walking here into, but you got great facilities. And I've always said that I think this is the best time to maybe be the UNLV head football coach because of the Fertitta football complex, the relationship that UNLV has with the Raiders and everything. What is your message to the fans? What do you want to say to the fans that maybe they might not know about you or what uh, kind of product that you're going to deliver to UNLV? Yeah. Well, number one, uh, you know, you mentioned the Fertitta football complex, which is so huge and in, to the importance of our success. That shows me support. So I'm excited about that. Myself and my family are thrilled to be part of the city, and I want to be involved in every way that we can with the city of Las Vegas. I've got great respect uh, for how the city was built. I want to be entrenched in, in what we do, and I want it to be ours together. I want Vegas to of a city and who we are and uh, the opportunity that is there and I'm just I'm thrilled uh, to have the opportunity to be to be the head football coach and um, in in short order hopefully uh, we're going to have a, a, a group of, of young men socially academically and competitively uh, that are bringing championships back to this city. All right. I know fans uh, love to hear that. All right. Great stuff, uh, Barry. Uh, appreciate you joining us. All right. Before I let you go, we, we got to get to the really, the core, the, the, the core here. We could, we could talk X's and O's. We could talk about philosophies, but the real stuff that, that we got to talk about, Barry, is where have you, have you found a good food spot yet? Any good hangout spots? I know it's only been a week here, but have you kind of latched on to, to any cool spots here, especially food, food places? I know I'm supposed to have a great story with this, but but I don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to give you the honest truth. You don't have um, to have a good story. No, not at all. But in time, had, one will come, we had, though. Uh, we had a, an official visit weekend last weekend, and we had a lunch spot down on the Strip. We watched the fountains at the Bellagio, which was <laughs> unbelievable uh, to be able to sit in that scene. And then we went to a steakhouse that night. Um, and I like food. I like really good food. And there you go. I don't like. There's... So I can't wait to dive in and get some of the local scene. I just haven't had the chance to 
uh, get away from my office yet and, and be able to dive into that All right. just yet. When you have some time, definitely, because I can, you know, I'm a, I'm a foodie. We talk so much about, about food and music uh, besides sports here on the show. So I, I got a feeling oh. we're going to get along here, man, because uh, we, we sound me, like a couple foodies. Yeah, send me some reserve, uh, some recommendations <laughs> and I'll hit them up. I'll give you my uh, scale zero to 10, what it, what I think it's like. Absolutely. So that'll be awesome. I can see a regular segment here, a, a food segment with Barry there. I mean, there we go. And, uh, I know you're a music guy too, right? You're a music guy, right? Love music. Okay. Yeah. If for me, the perfect days with my family on a patio, sunny and 75 and a little music in the background, live music. That's a bonus. Okay. okay so here we're going to do. So we're going to, we're going to send us out here and you can even play DJ if you want. All right. I want, I want to, you to go to one of your go-to songs. I want you to give it to us right now with Barry Odom, you know, is we're it gonna- t- Top of your playlist right now, what would it be? I got DJ Numchuck ready to spin it right now. What do you got, Barry? You know, you're going to be very disappointed. I'm going to go anything right now on the playlist is uh, from the Lumineers. So I'm kind of in that in that genre right now and uh, playing it up. So I'm good. I, I'm well-versed in any in any type you want to go. Uh, put it on, and, and uh, I'll sit back and enjoy. The Lumineers. You're going with Lumineers. That's, that's a, okay, here we go. Look at this. Is this this fits your, your genre right there? There we go. I heard it a number of times. It's on the playlist. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, you know, you've got, you know, you're, you've spent a lot of time down in the South, maybe a little, you know, Southern rock, classic rock. See, I'm an old school R&B guy. So hopefully you like a little funk too, Barry. You, you know, you can play that, yeah, in the, gotta... play that in the locker room. We've got a lot in common. Look forward to meeting you, man. <laughs> Take care, brother. Appreciate the time. Right. And uh, we wish you the best. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Go there, Rebels. There it is. Go Rebels. There it is. We used to hear Tony Sanchez say that a lot, didn't we? He would end every conversation that we had with Go Rebs. So, all right. All right. Got a chance to hear from Barry Odom, the new UNLV head football coach. Foodie, music, you got to love it. Personality. And here's the most important thing. The guy has got experience, like we've talked about before. Kudos to Eric Harper. Said he wanted a guy with head coaching experience. Power 5 conference. You got that. You know, head coach of Missouri. Some people will look at him and say, okay, he was 25 and 25. Defensive coordinator at Arkansas. And like he talked about, too. When they were in Missouri, remember those teams very well from 2016 to 2020, is that they had offense, too. They were very innovative with their offense. So I think Rebel fans, it's a great opportunity to 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 start diving into this team and see what Barry Odom is going to bring because he's got passion, he's got heart. There's no question about that. He wanted this job. I think what was very important in that conversation too is that he wants to bring people in that want to be here like himself. That's huge. And apparently right now he's won over the players as he had that meeting with him right after he was announced uh, being hired as head football coach, uh, you know, last Tuesday. All right. Appreciate Barry Odom for joining us. Kevin Kruger, your UNLV hour here so far. All right. We come back on the other side. Trevor Madge is going to join us. We'll talk Las Vegas Bowl, NFL, Raiders, and a whole lot more. Wow, Wednesday. I think probably the first time that the Lumineers have got a reference on this show. But I like it. It's all good. Thank you.